Kevin Pruitt with another episode of Rising Tide Startups. And my guest today is Tracy Sheriff. Tracy, thanks for joining us today on Rising Tide Startups. Oh, for sure. Thanks for having me. So tell our audience a little bit about Tracy Sheriff. Who is Tracy Sheriff? Well, that's a tough question, what you know. What a great name, um, too, really. I mean, I got to oh. tell you. <laughs> I'm Thanks. jealous. I'm going to change my name. My podcast name is going to be something like Deputy or something. So we're, <laughs> that's what we're going to go with. Oh, that's funny. Um, I, I think uh, that's a tough question only because I'm a person who wears many different hats. Sure um, but true. I'll try to give you the, the short version. Um, you know, I, I am an educator by trade. Uh-huh. Um, I live in live in Ontario in Hamilton. And um, really, uh, education and learning and teaching all of those things have been uh, a focus for me throughout all so ever since I started working, basically, so from a teenager onwards and upwards. So um, I, I currently do work in developmental services and nonprofits, so I am a side hustler. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also teach at a local college um, in the early childhood education program at two different, at the um, diploma and the uh, bachelor arts level. Okay. And um, I'm also currently with uh, building my business with Teacher Tribe Online. And on top of that, I'm a mom and a volunteer, and I got three boys, and they're they're growing up. They're 17 right now, 17, 21, and 24. So, they're they're flying high, I guess, trying to find their way, and and um, also completing my own master's of arts degree right now. So, I'm kind of all over the place, as you can probably tell from um, my answer here. But that's me in a nutshell. So, like so many of our guests, I mean, I'm I'm just going to have to label you already as a chronic underachiever. I mean, obviously, because you 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 don't have enough going on in your life. You probably have a lot of downtime, binge a lot of shows on Netflix, you know, that type of thing. So, so how in the world do you do you going off script here a little bit? I mean, I, I ran out of time. My my pen ran out of ink writing the things that you're doing here. So, how in the world do you find? time in your 24-hour, seven-day week, just like the rest of us. I mean, I, I find myself very busy, but my list is about a third of that. So well, how do you I, balance all that? I get that asked a lot. And I, I won't say that there isn't days where sometimes I'm kind of feeling like I'm I'm chasing some, just trying to figure that out myself. Sure. But for the most part, I think it's just I'm pretty skilled at prioritizing. So I recently described it to someone like I have lots of different lanes Mm -hmm. that I work in and I play in and um, I want to keep all my lanes moving so my day daily task when I wake up is really just to see which lane needs my most attention and so while there are certain things that I can't change so I do work full-time in a day job so I work a nine-to-five that's pretty set the other stuff kind of folds all around that so I might start my day in the morning looking at which lane needs most right. of my attention and right. where can I start. And I like to leave in the morning before I go to my day job doing a task related to one of those other things. Whether it is um, marking an assignment for a student or answering an email or reading an article for my own um, course con- uh, course that I'm taking as part of my master's or whatever it is, um, going on social media, making a few tweets and different things. I try to make sure that I'm always keeping my lanes moving. And uh, that's 
It doesn't say mean to say that there aren't times when I feel a little bit overwhelmed. Right. I'm sure that's but true. I'm I'm fortunate that some of the stuff I do, I have choices, right? So mm -hmm. when I'm teaching, it's semester to semester, I'm contract. So I could choose, like this semester I chose to take two courses on as a professor. Most of the time I just take one. So this time I thought, oh, I'll go bigger, you know, I'll go with two. And, go bigger, and I'm go actually, home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying a different um, level of teaching this year as well. So that'll be a new challenge for me. But um, I can I can step out of teaching for a semester mm -hmm. if I'm starting to really feel like this is just too much. I really like to keep as many opportunities open. So I really just try to at least keep my toe in the water and as many things as possible. Um, but there are times when I have to put the brakes on for sure, for sure. I mean, it sounds like the perfect balance of kind of being opportunistic, but being, you know, but prioritizing well and, and managing time well. So, and it, it also seemed like as you were describing these, there is some overlap or there's some connectivity between these activities. They're not just completely random. You know, I've got a flower shop and I'm a police officer and I'm, you know, a blogger and I, you know, just so that there does seem to be some you know, connectedness in, in kind of your your chaotic world there. So I think that, that has to help a little bit. It absolutely does. And I think there are definitely those common threads. And so what learning I might have to do for one often is learning for all, right? Yeah, right? So even in my job um, in developmental services, I'm a manager. So I do a lot of teaching and I also have a lot of learning that I do as well there. And um, connecting with people and and there's all kinds of skills that are used in all those different environments right. so it it helps for yeah. sure okay so I'm gonna shift a little bit here it looks like we're doing a Skype call but actually you and I are stepping onto an elevator so we're okay. gonna go up to about the 10th floor I'm about to hit the button hit number 10 the doors are closing give me your elevator pitch what is teacher tribe online Teacher Tribe Online is a consulting business that I started just a few months ago. Yeah. It's really um, at its early stages and my focus is online coaches and consultants who have established practices so mm -hmm. we're already feeling like they have uh, steady revenue coming in that want to um, up level or scale their business revenue with online courses right. um, or group programs specifically. Um, I really want to help them create outcomes-based results-oriented courses mm -hmm. um, because I, you know, I do feel as somebody who works as an educator that the task of putting a course together is often underestimated by someone who's never done it before. Right. And, you know, it's really easy to stick up a a video and a worksheet and give a prompt question but there's so much intention that has to go behind curriculum mapping mm. when you want to really give your learner the best experience that's focused on them that gets them the results that they're looking for so I want to take away some of the stress of that task because it looks easy from the, the the when you're standing back and you see someone else do that when the final product is up it often looks like it just kind of flows and it's all together and, and but there's just so much intention to it that people right. often underestimate so I really want online coaches and consultants to give their students the best experience while at the same time 
giving them the opportunity to up-level their business, increase their revenue, but also give them more time and freedom and flexibility as part of that um, because there's goals on both sides. I just heard the elevator ding. So we're at the we're at the 10th floor. We're, we're getting out, and I'm like actually getting a business card from you because you kind of sold me on the way up. up. So tell me, <laughs> how long have you been doing Teach Your Tribe Online? Um, I guess I probably launched it last summer, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't even say, I say launching very loosely. Um, I was really, again, a toe in the water trying to figure out, you know, who I was really wanting to serve, what my messaging was. And it wasn't until recently that I actually really nailed that down and decided that I really wanted to focus on people with established um, businesses. I mean, I'm happy to support others as Mm -hmm. well, but I, I learned that you really need to have at least some type of an audience. You need to have some type of a message and a brand to really build off of as a foundation in order for that to be really successful. And a revenue stream. Yes, otherwise you're putting the cart before the horse. Um, And so many people do that and then they get discouraged in the process. So, you know, I do offer a variety of different ways that I can help people, um, but if I'm going to help people sort of really develop a results-oriented course, I focus primarily on those established coaches and consultants. So you've been doing this for just a little over a year. So tell me, what are, what would you say would be your top one or two like uh, obstacles that you face that you, you how do I get over that hump? I mean, what are the what are the things that I keep kind of running into that that uh, maybe our listeners could even speak into? Mm. I think with what I'm trying to sell as a service, mm-hmm. it really has a lot to do with getting others to understand the need and the value of mm-hmm. having someone with a background in instructional design to have their eyes on your product. Because like I said, people do feel, uh, well, it's I perceive that through my market research that people often feel it's easier than it is and yeah. that they might even create something that's good, but I could help them make it better mm-hmm. or ba- the best it, that it could be um, with that instructional design background. So often when I say, how can I help you? It's, well, what course platform can I choose? What do I, where should I host this course? Right. Well, let's what is your course yep. and who are you serving and, and how is it best taught and what strategies do we need to use to, to get that information across that might inform your decision on the course platform. But a lot of people want to move straight to the technology right. first right. Um, because they are looking at they're visualizing the end result. But there's so much planning that really needs to go into a good quality mm. course or group program. And that's quite often the hardest work, um, but it, it doesn't, you don't always feel like you're creating anything yet because right. you're, you're just mapping it out, you're developing it, and that's where um, people get kind of mixed up in the order. So convincing someone, first of all, that I have something of value yep. um, to offer them outside of, I can certainly give advice around course platforms and technology, but beyond that, and I think the other thing is um, just my own visibility. So marketing myself and 
you know, I'm, I'm still list building. I'm still, um, you know, only recently just sort of nailed down my messaging and have revamped my website and things like that, which a lot of people will say spending the wrong amount of time on the wrong thing. Just as I talked about course creators, you know, putting time into your website, they, they often say is, is time not well spent in the beginning because you're trying to, um, you know, you really need to get yourself out there, um, right. socializing and connecting with yeah. people. But I've, I've done a bit of both. Um, but now I, I really feel like I have this message that I can build off of. And, and that's probably a high point for me right mm-hmm. now. Um, and I'll, I'll just carry forward with that. But so being comfortable with visibility is something that uh, I'm working on. We all do. Yeah, Every, I know. Everybody it's in our space yeah. does that for sure. But let me go back just a second on the on the first pain point because as you were talking, I mean, two things really came to mind. I mean, this idea that if I was creating a course, I mean, um, it would almost be like, okay, I know what my material is, and all I'm trying to do is get my material into a course format. But like any educator, like any good educator, I mean, we mere mortals, we don't even know what scope and sequence is. But educators understand that. They understand what you're, what's the end goal you're trying to accomplish. It's not just conveying information. It is bringing people to a point where they can grasp it and they can apply it. Right. And, and I, I think apply a is a, a good word to use. Apply for sure. But just the fact that as you were talking, I was thinking, you know, so just getting the information into a format is not enough. You, you really have to understand. And that goes back to almost the very beginning. What is the goal? What's the outcome you're trying to achieve here? and build the course accordingly, you know, and then we can worry about the delivery mechanism later. You know, it's almost that it, that's almost secondary, you know, in, exactly. in some way. But so. you'd, you'd be surprised how many times when I talk with people who say, I've got my course all mapped out. Um, I'm just trying to promote it. And then I say, well, tell me about your course and well, what's your ultimate goal? And they kind of, it's dead air because they are really not clear. what their ultimate goal is other than to make some money right and i'm not i don't want to imply that um it's all about the money i think people really do are well intended and and there are lots of great great products and course creators and builders out there um but uh there really is a, a lot of need for more up leveling in especially with the pricing that people are attempting to sell their courses right. for yep. right um you you want them to be repeat students um and you want it to give them the richest experience possible so the focus always needs to be on the students so yeah exactly the course goal knowing your audience is yep. critical um even their what how their their preferred learning style and and the teaching methodologies around how best is it to give this content. So you might be a real text-based learner, but your audience may need quite a bit more than that. So you may need to repurpose some of your content or choose the the most effective way to deliver it. And then there's also the differences between face-to-face teaching and online teaching. Right. And that's, and there's incredible challenges with online teaching that I think people underestimate. So there is a lot to it for Mm -hmm. sure. Well, and I think the fact that, I mean, as we talked earlier about the connectedness, I mean, the fact that you can deliver on this because not only do you understand it and you can teach it, you had to do this in your other job. 
I mean, this yes. was something you've done for a number of years, you know, already. So it's really just putting into practice. You know, you're not just a teacher, you're also a practitioner as well. So yes, yes, um, for sure. Let's uh, let's drill down just a little bit, a little bit deeper here. Just really let me get inside your head a little bit. Tell me who who online would you say is the one person that really has inspired you this last year or maybe even before as you were as you were thinking about or contemplating getting into this space? I mean, who would you say is the one person that that we might know that and we don't have to know them, but who's who's your inspiration? That's a really hard question because I, I tend to draw different bits and pieces from different people, but I really have watched um, one person in particular. You probably aren't familiar with her. I shouldn't make that assumption, but it's uh, Neve Arthur. She's from Lighted Up Video Marketing. Okay. And I've been following Neve in the online space for probably three years now. And one thing about her that I have noticed is that her messaging stays the same. The way she delivers her content, like there's, uh, it's very strategic, and it and it she just builds on it. So she's not constantly reinventing herself. Um, she's just uh, narrowing down her message and then building um, her content. So she has a membership program, uh, Lighted Up Video Marketing, which I'm a member of. Mm -hmm. And I mean, she teaches even a little bit of course creation, but primarily it's using video in your business. And, and so that for me, I guess as I'm attracted to it because it covers you know the visibility piece because video is so hot right, right now. Right. It also is how to make better videos for your course. Um, I also find the content that she offers helps you even if you're a public speaker because when you're on video you're trying to also connect with your audience right. and you know master the craft of public speaking. Um, so but I think thinking about this she's the one that comes to mind although there's so many others but it's, it's the fact that I believe when I started following her, it wasn't like she was brand, brand new, but I, I, I can watch the growth and see the growth and mm -hmm. it works for her. So it's just really inspirational that she kind of sticks to, this, to the path, one foot in front of the other, listens to her audience and has um, evolved into this really great membership program, which she's constantly adding new material to. And so as an online course creator, not necessarily focusing on membership programs. I find um, her her business plan very very fascinating. Right. Right. So tell me, um, just kind of following on to that, as as we're as we're kind of getting around inside your head here. So so Neve is an inspiration, but is there like a life quote that you you try to read every day or you have taped up on your computer or whatever is there something that is kind of a driving inspiration a kind of a one line thing that i, I read so often and you know that, that really yeah. does lead you i would say it, it links back to some of my some of the stuff that i previously chatted with you about just you know opportunities and things so the old, uh, well, it's, it's not a new quote, but the Michael Jordan quote, some people want it to happen, some people wish it'll happen, and some people will make it will ha make yeah. it happen. And for me, that's sort of how I live my life. So even these opportunities that I have, I've sought a lot of those opportunities out. I haven't just, I do look for open doors because I'm pretty perceptive at, oh, that could be a neat opportunity. And I'm, I like to move 
ahead a little bit. I am an achiever, but I also know that I've had great luck with just sort of telling people what it is I'd like to do at mm -hmm. some point in time. Yeah. And then um, the, the opportunities may not come right away, but they'll come later on. Um, so the make it happen, I'm a doer. Mm -hmm. And I think in business, the challenge for me is the consistency part of that doing, because to build a business and to build that visibility, you need, you do need to be, um, it's not easy, right? right? So that consistency piece, that daily um, commitment to it. Um, but definitely that's the quote that inspires me on a regular basis. And that's how I try to encourage my boys as well is, is to, you know, can't sit around and wait for things to happen. You have to make it happen. I mean, come on. I mean, mom comes to a boy with a Michael Jordan quote. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> what you're talking about getting into your audience, that is certainly speaking your audience's <laughs> language. Now, maybe you have to have to transition to LeBron James or maybe Steph Curry or something like that just to be a little more timely. But that is, yeah. that is great. I love that. So if you could go back um, a year ago, 18 months ago or whatever, what what is the one thing that you would want to tell your kind of pre-side hustle self? What one piece of advice? Pre-side hustle self? One piece of advice. Hmm. Well, I think only because recently I actually really feel like I've got this, my new messaging and my framework that I can now build my content around would be to really, and it's just like with course creation, do planning first. Take some time to really think about who you're speaking to or want to speak to, what you want to say and how you want to say it. And because I just felt like I was kind of just throwing things out there mm. without any real strategy. And now that I've worked through some processes to kind of really get to identifying my audience clearly and my message, I now feel like I can start working towards, you know, that, content creation piece of right, it before right. I was thinking I needed the content which I did need but I didn't really know what my message was mm -hmm. so I was just sort of well it wasn't horribly done it just wasn't as effective so that would be my advice take the time to plan map it out put a little strategy and thought behind it which is exactly what course creation is but again we tend to just want to get it out there and sometimes we, we rush the process mm -hmm. a little bit. So I would think that I probably wasted a little bit of time, um, but not, that's, that's learning, right? And Absolutely. I like learning, so, right. um, and you don't know until you get into it. And it right. doesn't mean that my message won't change over time. I'm sure there's still gonna be some evolution to, mm -hmm. you know, what I create and I would welcome that. I mean, as a teacher, new iterations are, are, you know, once a course is out there, it should never be done because right. it can always be better. It can always add extra elements. It has to be maintained current, um, to be relevant and mm -hmm. meaningful. It needs to be current. So, um, yeah, I imagine it will evolve over time, but I'm, I'm excited about the messaging piece being, um, it's, it's increased my confidence. Right. Kind of like, you know, you found your audience, you also found your voice you know, mm -hmm. type thing. And, and that I like, I like the way that you've kind of framed that. So is there, um, I'm going to, I'm going to chase one of those proverbial rabbits here. So, um, 
as you were as you have seen over the last year and, and you probably don't have a long runway of, of metrics to look back on but um, what would you say would be your success rate of, of those that you pitch your service to to those who take it or who, who follow up and actually actually buy it is there a is there kind of a ballpark percentage that you have in mind or is there a I mean, is it such a? I mean, have you say, hey, I've talked to ten people and and one person took it, but it, it that's exactly what I wanted to do because that's the time I had or whatever. So I don't want to I don't want to lead you anyway. Let you answer that however you you feel comfortable answering it or would like to answer it. Hmm. Well, I think for me, I'm you know very authentic person, and I'm because I am just starting. I've certainly I've done a lot of free stuff for people. Mm-hmm. Um, revenue is something that I'm just currently feeling more confident in actually pitching somebody right. a sale, uh-huh. right? So um, don't want to mislead anybody to think that I'm the $6 million woman or anything <laughs> like that, because I'm certainly not. I, I definitely um, feel that that's a, still a hard thing, like that sales and marketing piece. Mm-hmm. So I think if I was going to focus any more time on learning, that will be one of my next um I've certainly done some overview on sales and how to how to make that pitch and how to get that sale, but I'm right. not a salesman. I've tried to, I've done MLM companies before. I'm just not a good pitcher. But I would say um, people uh, typically, I would probably two out of the 10 people that I talk to will really start to see the value mm-hmm. in what I offer once I chat with them. But I really need to build that connection and relationship. Right. I really need to ask them questions about what it is that they're working on. And, and, and sometimes I have to ask them tough questions for them to really realize that I really don't, I'm still, I'm still in the planning phase. I thought I was done the planning phase, mm-hmm. but actually if I can't answer these questions, and I, I still have work to be done. So um, that's that's my quick and easy answer. I'm st- I'm still working on that. Yeah, that's a that's a great response. And I and I think as you even understand your own messaging better and how to deliver that message to somebody, kind of in a, in a sales pitch standpoint. I mean, I, I certainly think that percentage is going to exponentially rise because you'll be even narrowing down the people that you're pitching to as really almost like pre-qualified leads type thing. I mean, you know they almost need your service before you ever begin the conversation. Yeah, and I think um, because I have only just recently narrowed my audience down to to more established coaches, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the people that I was originally talking to were really early entry people that were really as much as they wanted, of course, they just weren't ready for it. Um, And and helping them recognize that doesn't get me the sale, but I don't believe in selling somebody something that they're not going to get anything out of. So I'm committed to them being successful as much as I am about making the sale. And if if they're just not ready, the best thing for me to do is is give them that advice and and continue to nurture that relationships moving forward. And when they are ready, maybe they'll come back yeah. um, and and ask me for that help that they that they're probably going to need. So just put a note in your Outlook calendar. You know, circle back with them in six months or a year. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. They'll remember. They they'll remember the the value that you provided to them even kind of even in their pre-revenue states. So I've got lots of people on my list that I plan on going back to at some point in time when I know I'm ready for what it is that they offer. Right. Um, investing in the wrong thing at the wrong time is something that I've kind of made a few mistakes with. Now, I haven't 
I wouldn't say invested in anything horribly wrong, but you know, I, I can see that in my desire to kind of get clarity, I was like a squirrel kind of jumping all over the place, Mm -hmm. which I don't think is an uncommon, um, common thing for people that are just starting out because there's so much new learning when you're, when you're trying to create a business, especially in the online space, well, any business really. Um, it, and so I wouldn't say I'm, regret any of the time or money that I've put in, but I definitely wish I had followed the advice of some of the earlier on people that I was following that were really successful in, you know, get your message clear. And, and you, you know, I thought it was clear, but it wasn't clear. And that's mm-hmm. why I've struggled along the way. And my, and I've been sort of starting and stopping and starting and stopping because of that piece. So, um, because I can kind of sit with my messaging now and, and the framework I've created in a way that I'm not changing my mind in every couple days. Right. I know I'm, I'm I've landed. Yeah. Right. That's good. I I don't have the same level of doubt or, um, concern that I had about how it will sound right now. I just know this is my message and, and the right person's going to hear it at the Mm. right time. and, And that's who my ideal person is. Right. So, that is that is great advice and and listeners i really want you to camp on that i mean um but the ones that were giving tracy that advice about getting clarity they probably had to go through the same process and it's easy after the fact to say well you just need to get clear on your message well they probably took a number of months or even years to get clear on their message so understand that it's a process and it's going to take us all you know i I started this in January, and I really don't think I had clarity on even the podcast itself until August, so until this month. So I, I fully understand what you're what you're saying and, and just the value we try to provide. But is there anything that, uh, as we wrap up today, is there anything that I haven't touched on that you want to you wanna share with our audience or uh, just mm-hmm. a word of wisdom or how, how they can get in contact with you? Um, guys well, are- I think... I think if if it was a word of wisdom, I would say, you know, just be patient and and be resilient. And um, what I'm learning is you have to take a bit of risk and Mm. that's and it's okay if you fail at something that doesn't work, because if you get really excited about the data that you're going to collect by trying something and, you know, trying it for a period of time, trying it for five minutes isn't going to get, isn't yeah. going to be useful. Um, but committing to a bit of a strategy for a short period of time and then figuring out what works for you is, is, can be fun if you look at it through the lens of gathering information. Right. And so then you'll, you'll eventually be able to know, you know, what, what is your pathway so if it's podcasting or if it's you know video series or webinars or whatever maybe it's a combination of all of those things you can't be everything to everyone and um you need to to choose the the teaching you know back to the teaching piece again because that's where my mind always goes when you're teaching your tribe online it doesn't matter if it's a course or a blog or or a podcast whatever you have to do it in a way that lights you up otherwise it's it's not going to um, give you the success that you want. So try not to co- copy other people's. Just be yourself and give yourself the time to to learn and and to grow. Now, listeners, if you have listened to this entire thing, I think I uncorked the bottle right there at the very end, and she get she just dropped value bomb after value bomb after value bomb. So I want you to hit rewind, go back about two minutes, 
and listen to that again and take good notes. Tracy, I, I'm grateful you came on the show today, and I love the way you kind of wrapped up the, the show. As I, I'm glad I gave you a little extra space there just to just to add to add to the content that you'd already provided. But listeners, it's your chance now to uh, speak into the pain points that Tracy listed. Uh, just engage in the Facebook group that we have going on and just play your part in helping all boats rise in a rising tide. Tracy, thanks again for joining us today. Thank you.